Okay, so we're recording this a little bit later. After our last podcast was posted, the Volkswagen scandal broke. Uh, and I know Andrew Del Colley, our senior editor who is in charge of cars, was just extolling the virtues of the diesel engine in the Audi A6 TDI Quattro. Um, Audi is a company uh, that is owned by Volkswagen, so obviously there are some uh, interesting things to consider here. Um, Andrew, what, uh, what, is this car affected by what happened? Yeah, so unfortunate timing that, huh? Um, kind of yeah. So, well, no, this car specifically, the A6 that I test drove, is not affected by um, the scandal. And what the scandal is, just so, so our listeners can understand what we're talking about here. Last Friday, news broke that the EPA was opening up an investigation into Volkswagen because essentially they admitted that in a certain diesel engine that they had been building, it's a two-liter, uh, four-cylinder diesel engine that was in Beetles, Jettas, Passats, um, they had installed a special software that when the EPA does its emissions testing, which is much stricter than anywhere else in the world, mm -hmm. this software can basically detect that and it lowers the emissions of the car to what's suitable, what's regulated. And then <laughs> once the car is actually out on the road, it, it goes back to its proper state and actually emits up to 40 times nitrogen oxides, which are very harmful to the environment. And harmful to people, too. And harmful think, to, yeah. yeah, right. It can get in your lungs, and it's very bad for pedestrians, but also it helps, uh, it's, the, uh, it's an ozone-depleting. Uh, how would, I mean, so when, when you do a test like this, is it in a lab? How would this pro, how would the software know that? So when the EPA, because they can't test every single car people put on the road, they only test certain ones, kind of it's a little bit of a lottery every year when new cars go out. And so when you do some of the emission test, testing, they'll put a car on what's called a dyno. So the dyno is kind of picture it like a treadmill for cars, mm -hmm. and they'll run the car that way. And so there are certain cycles that they do that software can pick up on. Um, sometimes if it detects that the hood is open uh, during this testing, it can know to shut off uh, or to increase the efficiency in this case. Mm -hmm. um, but it can also tell if the wheels, if all the wheels are moving and all this kind of stuff. So it's very sophisticated. And um, the problem is that so 482,000 cars in the U.S. Uh, between the years that these engines were sold, they're not currently being sold anymore. And we'll get into that in a second, what the difference is between the new engines and these engines. But there are 482,000 cars that are supposedly have this problem. Again, it's the specifically is two liter, four cylinder. But <laughs> this software is installed on 11 million cars worldwide. So this is everywhere. And and other other countries don't even have as uh, as difficult of tests as we do, do they? No, no, no. We we definitely are one of the most stringent. But, um, you know, there's there's even now the story is still developing. And there's a good possibility, very likely, that this software was used in other countries also. And we will find out more about that. What's crazy about this is that it's such a deliberate act of impropriety. You know, I mean, it's just like you don't, in this, you understand sometimes, okay, things go wrong. Sometimes there's negligence with a company. But this is, this is a company, Volkswagen, that built this software and installed it in cars to trick the Environmental Protection Agency. Are people being fired? What's going on? Yes. So the CEO has already been let go. Um, a couple other people have been within VW that were also, that are at other companies now, Porsche and whatnot, and Audi, but that were at VW during the time. And that's, that you raise a really good point, which is one of the craziest things about this. And that's just 
how much meditation, premeditation had to go into this because, mm-hmm. you know, this was a run of cars that started in 2009 and kind of went through 2014. Um, but even when you're developing a car, it's a four to five year development process. So we're talking to figure Years this out. Them, yeah. Right. And planning then, and pl- plotting, I guess we should yeah, say. Yeah, plotting. And, you know, this, not to stick up for VW, but what happened. And we don't know exactly what happened, but there was a lot of things, a lot of factors that happened right around the same time. 2008, we had brand new emissions, emission regulations in the U.S. Uh, right around this time, also, VW committed itself to becoming, within a certain amount of time, the largest car manufacturer and seller in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they claimed that they had discovered a way, and how these diesel engine engines work is that... Um, After combustion, there's a certain amount of particles left in the exhaust. Mm -hmm. And so you have this system called a urea system that breaks down these extra particles so that it's actually good for – that it meets emission standards. Mm -hmm. Well, VW had uh, magically come up with, after a lot of people claiming they could never figure out how to get the fuel efficiency and torque that they needed while also meeting emission standards and having this urea system, Mm -hmm. VW suddenly was able to meet all these standards – by magically not having a urea system. And, you know, looking back at it now, everybody's kind of like, yeah, we probably should have... Right, never trust the magician. It's <laughs> right. like, oh, I don't actually even need this. Right. But we'll call it clean diesel uh-huh. and you'll be amazed. Yeah. And so, you know, a good example is the A6 just, that I tested. The show your, it's the show your work thing from math class. <laughs> right, it's really kind of funny to look back on. Well, not now it's devastating, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, now it's devastating, but I will say it's pretty interesting. But, you know, the this A6 that... And this is very, very important to note. The A6 that I tested had urea, and so it had that system. So, you know, as long as everything's still on the up and up and there was not some other cheat we don't know about, that car that is car's fine. That car's probably okay. Yeah. But we um, don't know, but it's probably okay. But yeah, it should be okay, because there's no reason, really, the reason you do that cheat is because you don't have the urea breaking down the emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, then you get 40 times uh, what's regulated. Right. That's amazing. Um, and so there, and there's a pending criminal investigation into Volkswagen as well, yes? Yeah, pending criminal. Um, now, uh, California has always been famous for being extra hard on emissions, mm-hmm. and they have something called the California Air Resources Board, which is called CARB. And they actually have their own set of regulations for California. So you'll see a lot of car makers, they'll make an EV version of, let's say, like the RAV4, right? Mm-hmm. But so they'll own is... an electric vehicle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it will only be available in California because they have to meet certain emission standards just in California. Right. So they need a diversified portfolio there. And so, you know, when you talk about <laughs> all these charges, CARB's even thinking about charging them. And now you have open investigations in Germany and all of the EU mm-hmm. and everywhere where people are starting to look into it. And not just... Uh, VW, but diesels in general, because people are starting to wonder. It's okay, it's possible if other other companies have been could doing be this. cheating as right. well with other software cheats. Software cheats are not unheard of in mm-hmm. the car world. So um, this has been has this been done before? Not this specific one. No, okay. no, no. But there's a history of people doing certain cheats with emissions and diesels in the past. Um, we kind of thought we were all past that right by now, but uh, apparently, would no. it solve would it solve the problem to test cars in realistic? scenarios like just actually test them outside could you do that not really i mean maybe there's there's been a lot of discussion around changing how the epa tests in general just because this is uh related to the same testing that would also get you kind of your uh, fuel efficiency in miles per Mm -hmm. gallon 
Um, and a lot of people claim it's a lot shorter than some of the real-world testing we do when we have long-term test cars, for example. Um, and a lot of people claim it's not exactly real-world. But the problem with emissions is you need very sophisticated equipment. And that's what's kind of amazing about how this whole thing blew up is that there was a very small uh, research uh, lab uh, attached to West Virginia University. Mm-hmm. And where you went. Yeah, where yeah, I hey. went. Yeah. I don't want to brag about my uh, own mater, but say. we kind of blew up this story. No big deal. <laughs> but um, what's fascinating is that they went out and they really wanted to actually prove the opposite. They wanted to prove that, uh, that these uh, European diesel cars were more efficient than we even thought. And so Ooh. they did a road trip on the West Coast, and when they got back and processed all the data using this very sophisticated equipment they had, they realized that um, actually they were producing 40 times more than they were supposed to. They had a BMW diesel on that trip mm-hmm. as well, though, and that one was, fine. was kosher, you know. So it, so they just kind of reported it, and they were like, all right, well, this is what we found. And then another uh, federal board started looking into it, right. and then the EPA got involved, and then it just blew up. Um, so it's kind of funny is, how it happened. Sometimes that happens. That happens with science, I think, more often than you'd expect, that you're looking for something and then... Suddenly, what you find is the opposite. Right. Um, I I actually reported a story uh, for How Your World Works, our section in the magazine, a few months ago, on uh, on a new uh, brain system found in an immune system that extends into the brain that's found oh, right, in mice. Right, right. And they were trying to they were trying to confirm that it wasn't there, and they were like, "Whoops! So it is there." So I mean, I think that's pretty common actually in science. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so what the takeaway from this is, uh, should people be concerned about cars that they buy, which I mean, in the United States, what should they be concerned about? So there's a lot of things to take away. Obviously, the story is, the story is still developing. Um, I think we, we're going to hear about it for a long time. A uh, couple takeaways would be people that bought these cars, and there are a lot of people, obviously almost 500,000 people that own cars with these engines right. in the U.S. Um, they are very, very upset. Uh, they... VW is going to have to. They haven't yet because they're figuring out what the fix is, but they're going to have to issue a recall for all these cars. Um, and may, they may not be able to make them as environmentally friendly as well. They they, they'll, they'll, they'll they will. <laughs> they have to. So what that what happens is essentially they'll re what's called reflashing the CPU for the car. Mm-hmm. So they'll update kind of its algorithms and software. Um, what that will do likely though is make all the cars properly efficient. But it will also decrease their power and decrease their uh, fuel efficiency. Right. Or not efficient. Emissions. They'll mean emissions, but their fuel efficiency and power will go down likely. Right. And so, then no, so no one will still be happy about that. No one will be happy about that right. because all these people bought these cars thinking that they were kind of like uh, an equivalent to a hybrid in terms of what they were. They were more eco-friendly, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, they'll be eco-friendly, but you won't have any of the side benefits you bought the car for. Right. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to think about what the market is going to do with all these used cars mm-hmm. that people are probably going to try to unload. Um, but right now, I would just sit if you have one of these cars and just kind of wait to see how the recall situation goes and sure. what exactly the result of this update could be. I mean, maybe it won't be as bad as people think, but you're still probably going to be unhappy. <laughs> right. <laughs> the takeaway is if you bought one of these. The takeaway yeah, is you're, you're probably having, not buying yeah, a Volkswagen you're having, again. You're having a rough yeah. week. Yeah. Which, which as, is, I mean, that's the other takeaway, right? Is Volkswagen, like what happens to Volkswagen? What happens to diesels after this? Yeah, well, there's, I mean, Volkswagen stock has dropped precipitously. Over 50%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I as think. It sh- as it should. Right. 
I think they have a very, very diverse uh, set of companies they hold. I mean, they hold Ducati, they have uh, Bentley, they have uh, Skoda, and a lot of other European companies, mm-hmm. um, along with Audi, of course, which is the engine in question is shared amongst mostly Volkswagens and, and Audis, the A3. Okay. Um, so, uh, and a few European models. But, um, you know... I think Volkswagen will be all right in the long run. They might need some help from the German government at mm-hmm. some point because the potential fines just in America alone for this uh, are up to $18 billion. Oh, my God. Uh, and that's not even counting in if CARB from California gets involved in other Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, right. Um, now, for diesels, it's worrisome. Uh, I say worrisome only because uh, a lot of companies have moved in this direction, and this could really undercut people's belief in diesel um and vw supplies more than half the diesels just for the u.s right and and so and in other cases diesel is still an eco-friendly option you're saying right yes 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 it's still i mean as long as a great example is mazda i think i referenced mazda last show and that's because mazda had been planning for past two years to bring a diesel variant of its engine for the for the uh, mazda 6 the Mm -hmm. new mazda 6 and they actually haven't yet, and it's because they haven't figured out a way to meet emissions, get the power they want, and also get the fuel efficiency they want, which means they're just playing by the rules. Exactly. Right. Um, because for a long time they were saying they could also get this car here without having the urea injection system. Uh-huh. But they couldn't. Another thing that should have made everybody go, huh, how is right. VW doing this, right. but Mazda, Mazda can't. can't? Right, exactly. So, so the question is now, will Mazda just give that up because who's going to want to buy their diesel? Yeah, they've basically put it on hold for mm-hmm. now. I mean, I think if they bring a diesel, it'll probably be a little bit later once this is blown over. And obviously, as long as they meet all the rules, it's not a big deal. And plenty of people are doing that. So, you know... It just, what does this pretend for diesel as a larger picture when you're thinking about EVs trying to make a surge right now mm-hmm. and the advent of uh, hydrogen cell cars, right. uh, hydrogen fuel cell cars uh, getting more popular, or at least people sinking, car makers sinking more money into them. Right. Um, well, but if it pushes us in, that, in those directions, that's not the end of the world. It's right? not. It gets into a really kind of gray area, though, where you can expand electrical based uh, like um ev and hydrogen fuel cell you can expand those into hopefully potentially complete clean energy because you could eventually have something based on solar Mm -hmm. or you know a windmill or whatever but still at the time being on the opposite end you're shoveling coal into a plant to make electricity right right. so So, there's a mission somewhere going on uh uh-huh um, and people tend it's, to forget that. Right. You're just moving it down the right, line. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, there has like, been... It's like not killing your own cow for dinner, letting someone else kill it, and then being like, oh. Yeah, oh, but... Oh, I, but oh. I don't... I wouldn't kill it. I wouldn't kill an animal. Right. Right. Exactly. So there's a lot to go on, and Diesel is uh, facing a lot of um, pushback in Europe right now as well, uh, because... Um, most like a lot a huge percentage of cars in europe are diesel mm-hmm. and uh they're they're starting to possibly phase it out over there as well so if that if that happens i mean that doesn't pretend well for the future of here you right. know so right. anyway a lot of interesting stuff to follow but uh really important for us to talk about this just because of uh, our conversation we had earlier and me right. just kind of the triumphing timing, timing the clean diesel unbelievable yeah, yeah and you know they got me to well i mean but that's the thing like people are saying how did they get away because because of loopholes and because journalists don't have the sophisticated equipment that we need for emissions, you sure. know, should eyebrows have been raised earlier when some of these discrepancies came up that we discussed already? Yes. Right, but, but you need proof to see that. Right, yeah. exactly. So, you know, everybody kind of bought it hook, line, and sinker, and uh, and clean emissions or uh, clean diesels uh, 
Some of them are, but uh, some, some not so much. Some of them aren't. Nah, some of them aren't. Well, we'll all be keeping a closer eye on car makers in the future, I would bet. For sure. Uh, well, thank you, Andrew Del Colley, for coming back and talking about that. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad we could do this.